Welcome back to The Truth As I Understand It. Today, I have another first-time guest with me, <laughs> my dad. Introduce yourself, Dad. I'm Dad, also known as Aaron Carter. What's your social? <laughs> social is irrelevant. <laughs> you gave your full name. Okay, so the reason I wanted to speak with you today is about a topic that I had never heard before. Truthfully, I hadn't. Um, but, but wait, can I name the, the topic? Yeah, yeah, let me name the topic before you tell me yes. I have. The It was called Seven Traits of Highly Desirable Women. Let me tell you why I'm saying I never heard that before. Yes. I never, I don't feel... I don't remember. I'm not going to say feel. That doesn't make sense. I do not remember ever hearing specifically what men are looking for. Uh, I don't. Uh, and a lot of women my age that I have talked to, they might think they know what men are looking for, but I don't think they do either. Because a lot of times I haven't heard a lot of men say it. So let me tell you how I came across this video to begin with. I was looking the the podcast is called the roommates that i heard this information from uh-huh. i was on youtube and i'm about to have roommates so i was just typing in roommates uh-huh. i was looking for tips on how to live peacefully and they popped up and the title was seven traits of highly desirable women i said that sounds interesting so i clicked it and i watched and i said wow that's crazy what you looking for I'm just looking how many views they had and when this came out, when was this published. All right, I'm listening. Any thoughts about that before I go on? Any thoughts about what specifically? You said, you seem like you had something to say when I, um, was when I said I never heard that before. <laughs> um, this is a conversation you and I have had many, many times. Mm-hmm maybe not said exactly like that seven traits of highly desirable women Mm -hmm. but i have said in a very simplistic form that has to do with men and women you have to be what you want to attract but see that's a little vague because that's not vague at all if you want a man who's in shape guess what but guess but can i say this no, go ahead. I don't want to cut you off. If you want a man who is for the traditional male role, you have to be a woman of what? If you Feminine. Want, if you want to be a feminist and not have a guy who's of the classic male role, that's what you'll attract. Okay, fine. Right? That's so, simple. But when you say that, yes. it's clear that it's a misunderstanding with a lot of women that I... No, it is. I, I've heard them. They've said, I'm a good woman. I'm 35. I make $100,000 a year. I went to school for four years. But this is what I'm saying. You're, so you're not have, even listening to me. What I'm saying have, is, this just, is what men, this wait, is what wait, women. Wait, wait, no, can you I finish my sentence? this podcast off by saying, oh my goodness. I've never I'm about heard to say before. that. I'm about to say that. What I'm saying is, Women, when you say be what you want to attract, yes. that's what some women think. Oh, I make a lot of money or I want somebody with a lot of money. So let me make a lot of money. But that's not what 
men are necessarily saying. Okay. That's what they feel. It's not what they think. Logic is clear and linear. Emotions are abstract and all over the place. I'll put this clear to you. When a woman opens her mouth and says, I'm 35. I look good. I make $100,000. I have an education. She is speaking feminist words and she is looking for a man with feminist value. A man who is of traditional value doesn't care if you have an education past high school. He doesn't <laughs> care if you make $100,000. He doesn't care about all this abstract stuff. What he wants is three things in a woman. Number one, mm -hmm. if you can be kind and submissive, if you can take care of a household, and if you can love him. That's it. Love him? Love him. Or respect him. Respect him. Translates to love for a man. You're correct. Deeply respect him. That I don't have to keep asking you the same thing. Over. And when I tell you what you're saying or doing is disrespectful to me, do not try to convince me it's not. You can't tell me what's disrespectful to me. Just like I can't tell you what makes you feel loved. I bring you roses and you say, this doesn't move me. What I'd like is acts of affection. And I keep bringing you roses. Do you know what I'm saying to you? I don't care how you feel. But you've clearly stated to me, roses don't move the stick on the parameter of what's important to me. What would be more important to me is acts of service. Mm -hmm. You might want a husband who's going to clean the kitchen if you decide you're going to work. He said, what I would really prefer is for the kitchen to be clean or the clothes to be separated or, or a meal cook when I get home. That would say, I love you to me. Now, another woman, she don't want you touching her clothes. She don't want you in her kitchen and she don't want you washing or cleaning anything. But she like roses occasionally. Now, if you give each of them the opposite, as hardworking as you may be, she'll tell other people, he don't love me. Okay, so I'm, I'm not going to disagree with anything you just said. But before you demonize these people in this video, after 20 seconds, they, just, they said the same thing that you said. What did they say that I said? So here's, let's do number one. Number one. And tell me, at any point, disagree with any of these. Absolutely. Number one. If you want to be a woman that attracts or that is highly attractive to men. He said, get in the best shape that you can get in. That's for everybody. That's not just being attractive to men. It's being attractive to women. You can. Yeah. Right. Right. So that's but I don't think it will rank number one for um a woman i think it ranks number one for everyone here's what it is when you see go ahead how is that the case when you didn't let me finish it doesn't matter what your preferences are if you see a man or woman of the opposite sex depending on what you are the first thing you notice is their beauty and physical attraction afterwards they could be an idiot and you can decide you don't want to deal with them but there's no denying that if you see a man six foot four with six pack abs jogging down the street, you're not going to look. So, yes, 
being in shape and beauty is number one for all of us. We then sift through it and say, they have that, but what else do they have? If you get with a guy and all he has is a six pack ab and he has nothing else to offer you, it is worthless. Okay, so then I don't think that's a point to argue. Anybody that looks good is going to turn heads. Absolutely. So in whatever ranking you want to put it. Let me tell you something that you really don't appreciate right now. What's that? Beauty and youth are almost synonymous. You are at your absolute best, the 90 percentile in your youth. Youth is beauty. What's that germane to? You'll find out later on in life. But what you see now is sometimes you'll see a 23-year-old guy who's a little bit chubby, a 23-year-old <laughs> guy who's a little bit under height, you're, and you go, Ugh! but in actuality, when you get older and more mature, you'll be like, I don't know why I didn't see that. That's that's the point. Youth is beauty. Okay. I don't know. I didn't see what. Sorry. That height and weight. a little weight. And, uh, un- well, let me ask up. you something. Yes. Would you tell that to a young man? So Tyler is going to be 13 years old in July. Absolutely. On that same day, I'll be 23. I appreciate you asking this question. Yeah. When a woman approaches him. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. When a woman comes up to him and uh, he, let's say he's got two young women. Let's fast forward 10 years in the future. I'm 33. He's 23. Yep. And he's saying, you know, I'm interested in these two sisters. One is 176 pounds mm-hmm. and 5'1". Mm-hmm. And another is whatever would make her skinny, 5'1 and 115. Mm-hmm. Everything equal. Mm-hmm. Pretty face, spiritual, good with money. What are you going to tell him? I'm not going to tell him anything. He has a difficult choice to make. Well, what's difficult about it? They're running neck and neck. They're good women. Their height don't matter to a man. A man. It's not about. Well, it it matters in their proportion. And yeah, in their body mass index. Okay. Well, we just discussed. You carry that. at five one one seventy six different than you carry. Well, see that then goes down to his taste. Some men like a thicker woman. Like I said, that's why I wouldn't tell him anything. He may look at a girl who's a little bit heavier. That's more voluptuous. That's why I tried to tell you. So in your talking to women about what's attractive to men, you're missing the main point of what men are looking for. And it doesn't have anything to do with a spectrum. It has to do with the person. And and I don't have to argue that because I don't, I'm not going to tell men what's attractive to them. Exactly. All I'm going to say is. um, Are they both kind? I said everything equal. Everything equal. Then it don't matter. It just a matter of but taste. I, but I've, I've distinctly heard you come to me and tell me you can make these improvements in this way to your body mm-hmm. to be more attractive. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you want what you want. What do I want? You want a six foot four? You <laughs> no. want a lined up hairline? You want someone who makes six figures? No, I don't. Okay, what do you want? Because when we talked about 666, you said you wasn't 777. I said if I... No. I said if I had a choice. 666, women want... The mark of the beast. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they want a man over six feet tall. They want a man who makes a six-figure income no. annual. And mm-hmm. they want a man with a six-pack. And that's false. Instead, they should be looking for a five-five-five. That's a 10 you're describing. See, you tell me, oh, that's what you should be. I should be looking for a five-five-five. We How should all be disrespectful. looking for a five-five-five. Everybody, men and women. If you're telling me that's what, I'm, what I can attract, that's fair. I'm just saying this. I'm saying this, sorry. Well, if I'm a five-five-five out the womb, but I decide I'm going to start lifting weights and I'm going to um, make a six-figure income, now I don't have the height. I'm 5'10". So you're 5'6". Six, six. Six. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I make a six-figure. I have six-pack abs, but I stand at 5'10". Do you think I've improved my standing? Yes. What I, and that's all I'm saying. If but I came to you and said that. And you told me, well, we all have our shortcomings. I said, but I can improve on myself. Oh, and that's what I said in the text message. We all can improve. But it, it's only if you want to improve. Too many times people say, you take me as I am. No, and I don't agree with fine. that. That's fine. Here's my point. I don't have to have a man that's over six feet. All right. Um, I think all women like taller men. I'm not going to say all women. Majority of women like taller men. I think it's just in our blood. I don't think so. I think it is. I don't think so. What don't you think? I don't believe that it's just that women want a taller man. I don't. I don't think that is anything that can. I think to... those men look more masculine. Am I in? Taller men look more masculine. Taller men to me seem more masculine. Interesting. I don't know. Okay. Or I think just biologically. That would be equal to a man. Okay, I take that back. Shorter women are, are more, more feminine. Your his height. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Is probably one of the most masculine. But you men know how on planet Earth, a lot of guys. Not over six feet but you tall. know, a lot of guys who are short like that. Yeah. They act crazy because of their height, because they they call it the Napoleon complex. They feel like they got to make up for being short, so now they got to be twice as masculine. But, but you I'm don't not know that from looking at them. That is a character flaw. Okay, so I'll take them. it back. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna equate their height to masculinity. What I'll say is, I think it is biological for us to think this man can protect me more or something like that. I don't know. It's some reason, whatever that reason is, why women prefer taller men. Uh, y'all might not know. We might not know. It really don't matter. So that's all I'm saying. I don't. What I'm. My point is, I don't have to have a man. That is six What is the feet. number one reason why most women give why they prefer to date? I haven't heard that reason. What's the reason? You've given the reason yourself. What's that? If I put on heels, I'll be taller I don't even you. wear heels, so I you have don't. never said that. You've said it. No, I don't. No, you I did not. It. When I put on heels, I don't want a man who I can't wear heels over. That's the number one reason. I've never said it, but I've heard other women say it. Okay. Well, I'm just telling you that's the reason. So that's not biological. That's not even intelligence. <laughs> okay, that's not Jermaine. Because that don't have nothing to do with me. It really does. Listen, Why? If I didn't... Okay. Listen, because you're taking advice from women who think this way. What women advice am I taking? Women who've given you advice. Never love a man who don't love you more. It makes no sense. That's, <laughs> that's advice given to you by bitter women who are hurting. You don't give that advice. Nobody wants to be in a relationship 
where they know they are loved less. Men nor women. That's not good sound advice. Okay, can I finish what I'm saying about what I'm looking for? So, I'm... When I go to the doctor, they tell me I'm 5'4". All right. If a man came up to me that was Mm -hmm. 5'8", 5'9", you know, and upwards, Mm -hmm. that's fine enough. Mm -hmm. I'd never ask for nobody with six figures. Gotcha. That's not important to me. Um, Being good with money, that's important to me in general. Mm -hmm. Um, Not having a lot of debt. All right. Um, and what was the last body? Um, I don't know. You know, that's, it it varies. Depends. It depends. I'll say that. Let me put that to a test. Okay. All things being equal. Mm -hmm. A man 5'11 approaches you and he has none of those qualities that you mentioned. And a guy 5'7 approaches you and he has all of those qualities. Do you have a dilemma on who you're going to pick? No. Honestly. Honestly. You're telling me a 5'7 man comes up to me and he has everything I want? Everything you want. Of course. Then height doesn't mean anything and you should stop. You should stop being concerned about it. Unless you're talking about getting with the midget. It, it well, if matter. you're shorter than At me, then you just have four. to be a midget, and that's fine. If you're fine. five foot four, well, I'm just saying, if you're five foot four and a five foot four man approaches you, <laughs> don't let it be a turnoff. Don't let it be a giggle. That's fine, cause I've met men that's very attractive and stand eye to eye with me. All right. And so that's okay. We'll we'll let the height go then. I hope so. It's <laughs> irrelevant. Okay. Number two. They stated, what was it? I think it was a healing. The most attractive women that can keep a man, let's say that, are healed from their old breakups. But that goes both ways. All right. Um, Like I said, they tried to reach a level. The most of most ones are the one that never need to be healed. But in fact, if you've gone through something that is that tragic, then yes, you definitely want to be with someone who's here. They stated that, though. Okay. Because they, they said that women always say that men go for younger women because they're stupid or because they're young and they don't know what's going on. But they said the reason why men go for younger women is because they don't have the baggage that older women have sometimes. Um. Somebody made a song about that. Erica Badu. Oh, Pack Light. Uh, what's it called? Bag. Bag Lady. Bag Lady. Yeah, um, but it's not just women. It's men yeah, as well. Um, some of the baggage you're talking about. Um, it was caused by men, but no. <laughs> it's caused by parenting. Of course. So we all carry that. Well, everybody at least got to carry on in a personal item. Right, right. Well, not everybody. Some people will testify that they had good parents, a good They're mother a and a father. They're a lie. Anybody who will sit there and say, I have a I had a great childhood and there's nothing that caused me 
to need healing from anything that ever happened, then you were raised by Jesus Christ. I don't agree with that. Okay. I, I think that like most things, we're talking about in general. Nobody has perfect parents. Exactly. But if you had parents that were attentive, loving, kind, gave you the right direction, gave you the right amount of motivation to, to grow, but gave you the right amount of restrictions to protect you, then yes, that is. The parents who know when to be your parents uh, as minors and then the parents who know when to be your friend as adults to let go. I don't Excuse need to me. keep on reprimanding you as a grown man or woman telling you to stop doing things that you are doing every day in your life. You don't need that. You need to be parented when you're a minor and we then evolve into friends when you become an adult. Mm -hmm. See, I seek out discipline for you when you're a minor. And then when you become an adult, you seek out me for counsel and wisdom. I don't come and tell you what you're doing once you become an adult. That's not my place. I do believe that there are people who've had that. You I'm know? Not, I know some people who've had that. Oh. Yeah. They, they, and they are good friends with their parents. They love their parents. They will do anything for their parents because their parents gave them a wholesome but upbringing. But that does not mean that they don't have even a small piece of baggage from their childhood. It don't even have to be from their parents. They could have got well, bullied real bad at school. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's that's aside from your. That's outside the home. But I think somebody. Can, I think everyone can take something. That Absolutely. Their don't did. get me wrong. I'm not saying that there's any perfect people. I'm just saying if you come up in a household like I just described, you are ten miles ahead of most people okay. when you come out of the house. Um, but we're getting off topic. All right. Because we're talking about women being healed being healed now that definition of being healed is what do we what are we talking about healed i don't know if you're ever really healed i mean healing is an everyday process mm -hmm. so i believe it's healed i mean let's let's take it literally a scar on your leg I mean, you, you got always it. have a scar. You'll always have that scar, but do you look at it every day and reminisce about how no. you got That's being healed. It is when someone asks you, and it shouldn't come up, right? You're not healed if that scar came from a shark. And then every time you see a fin out of the water, whether it's a dolphin or a fake cardboard, you lose your mind. Then you are not healed. So you're saying it's based on your emotional response to a trigger partially it's based on if you can still be triggered and it's based on if you can calm and settle yourself in a storm That'll self soothing me, yeah if you're healed that you had an event trauma you, you had a trauma you had a life-changing event in your life that made you stronger because you responded positively to it and you took accountability. On, on top of that, you can now help someone going forward. That, to me, is the true definition of healing. Well, so, okay, and so I'll add to that. I think you're healed, too, if you can say, this is what I did wrong to aid that situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. If, if you didn't think. If you were molested as a child, oh, sure. you have no accountability to take. But if there were... It's like a breakup or a bad relationship. If you were in a bad relationship, went through a divorce, and you did not accept that what you were doing to your mate 
regardless if you thought it was right or wrong. Because sometimes it's not anything specifically wrong with what you're doing. You're agitating your partner. And you're going to find that that's quite easy to do with humans. You're agitating your partner with something that's not right or wrong. I talked to one couple where the wife put her husband completely out the house. He had to sleep in the car at night because of his snoring. To me, that is <laughs> asinine. You are not old enough to be married. If that is a case where you can't stick some earplugs in your ear and get you a good night's rest. Hmm. Because that's just crazy. Okay. But, and he did nothing right or wrong. Is snoring wrong? He's not doing it on purpose. Sure. And is it right? It's not a fact of uh, you should, everybody has the right to snore. It's a failing. It's an idiosyncrasy. It's an agitation that caused a major conflict in their relationship. But maturity okay. is needed. So number three was femininity. Men are attracted, masculine men, men that want to date women, mm. are attracted to femininity. Absolutely. So I know we've had conversations about this. We've had the wine socials where we have women come, men, young men come, young women come, and converse about these things about gender roles and stuff like that. And I find, I think for me personally, this is part of what I'm saying, where I was, um, what's the word, miseducated or ignorant too, because I mean, just hearing these things, I'm learning that things I may have done or do make me unattractive to the man that I want to be with. You understand what I'm saying? I definitely understand what you're saying. I'm just saying there is a full scope to know. For instance, if we're talking about some specific things, there are women who find it funny and acceptable to belch and fart out <laughs> in public without knowing the consequences that right. come. If you know the consequences and you don't care, you can still attract a man, mm -hmm. right? If a woman is a 12 and she farts and belches, somebody's still going to marry her, right? Right. So I'm not saying that if you fart and belch in public that you will not get married. What I'm saying is you probably will, the man who accepts that probably will not be someone who could care for you as deeply because now you're doing things that kind of detracts from your your femininity mm -hmm. like a man can do things that detracts from his masculinity mm -hmm. if a man is six foot four and his looks is a 12 but he runs every time there's confrontation he can still pull any woman he can be the biggest punk on earth and never stand up as a man he will still get a woman now she will respect him less he will not get a woman who could respect him to his fullest but yes you need to know the qualities of masculinity and femininity 
and how it affects us psychologically, emotionally, and mentally. Sometimes we don't even know that ourselves. Mm -hmm. For example, women are usually attracted to bad boys. Do you know why? Because they're hyper-masculine. They're hot. Wow. That is the exact. And men are usually attracted to gold diggers. Do you know why? They're hyper-feminine. Absolutely. And both are fake. Both are fake. Right? A man who's hyper-masculine like Mike Tyson, who answers every question with a punch, is not somebody you want to be in a relationship with. It is cool to be on Mike Tyson's arm and a man smack you on your butt and he puts that dude down with one punch. Don't you ever put your hands on my woman. But the minute you don't have his Kool-Aid on time, <laughs> you're going to meet with that same fist. Okay. Right. And it's the same thing with men. It is cool when you go out with a woman who's dialed up from head to toe and she's turning heads and like, that's you, bro. <laughs> But she can't bring you a cup of Kool-Aid because she's afraid she's going to break her nails. It's fake. It's unlivable. It's unreal. So talking about femininity, mm -hmm. the belching, the farting in public. Is Even it, minds, it's, it's not always overt things. Like there's certain mindsets that women carry. Absolutely. Can you give me an example? Well, I know a lot of girls, including myself, like... I'm a person, I enjoy having these conversations. I don't mind getting riled up and always having something to say, um, challenging somebody else's opinion. But to um, um, the masculine, traditional man that I want to attract, he might not want to deal with that. He wants a girl that's going to say yes. And no, be. no. That's well, good. Not say but yes, no. but okay. have her own strong opinions, but learn how to be quiet sometimes not even that i'm gonna give you the insight that you may have not yeah let me know it is not just having your strong insights and inputs it is knowing how to be feminine at all times while doing it mm -hmm. see the minute you cross over into the masculine space then that's when it becomes unattractive to us right you can still challenge just as much but it's different when you ask a question well, let me ask you a question. Well, let me ask you a question. And you can just keep asking questions. He will never feel threatened. But the minute you jump up out your seat and puff out your chest like a dude, you've now taken on a masculine testosterone. <laughs> and to be that's clear, gonna... I don't think I did that. I probably did, though. You, <laughs> you, you are very, you're a very convicted woman, and your convictions can drive you. And it's what keeps you afloat. But... If you just learn to taper it with the question, mm -hmm. right? You remember when Abigail went before David, there is a certain way she spoke to. Him. Now, we don't talk it that way today, right? We know the Bible says it's Sarah, called, but it's power <laughs> in those words. My Lord, please do not take offense with my husband. Nabal's very name means stupid. She didn't come to him and say, you know, he's stupid. Just chop off his head and do what you got to do. No, she was very meticulous about what she said. Right. And that's one thing that is curious, Ari, because women tend to say on a regular basis 
women are more intelligent than men. Women advance emotionally and mentally faster than men. Then that shouldn't be an issue. Because I'm going to be just very simple and honest with you. Men are very simple creatures. That's we what go they by said a simple code. In the video, they said if women wanted to rule the world, all they would have to do is speak feminine, kind, and nice to men, and they might get them to do anything they want them to do. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Women in the past knew that for a long time, <laughs> and they did. They ruled the world. But some, I think this generation, you know, with the feminist movement of the 60s, well, you know we're on the fourth wave of feminism. Uh, no. Okay, so when feminism first started... So feminism, the second wave of feminism in the 60s is when it got worse. Feminism was truly about getting equality for women with men. It's not that anymore. Right, we've swung the pendulum. Now we're at another extreme. Okay. Because before it would move those women... Um, was abuse from the men. The men were being hyper-masculine. They were... Uh, not all men. Some men. Not, not the vast majority weren't that way. The vast majority weren't that way. There were a lot of men on top, the millionaires and billionaires who were running the show. But at home, most women had their husbands and basically could run a show. Most men didn't know what the teacher's name of their students were, who the doctors were. What is a lot of things women were doing? But I don't think that's Christian. I'm saying. You ran a household. You truly ran your household. Yeah. When your husband came home with a check and you said, we need this, this, and that. You did that. Mm-hmm. All right. So there's that. Yes. A woman should access her femininity in, in, in her attitude and the way she speaks to, at, I'm not going to say at least, she should speak to everyone with respect. But especially the man that she wants to be with. Um, and just always carry yourself in a way absolutely. that a lady would. Your father used to tell you something. What did when he you say? Was, I don't know. Let me see if I can remember. But that, I, you never know what these things mean. And I see more than what I hear. What did I say? You said a lady is always a lady. <laughs> I wasn't tell you that. From the minute you could talk. But I don't know it, what that, the, I didn't know what that meant. I'm going to be 23 years old and just now understand. I, uh, I told you. I always explain to you what I meant. That no matter what situation, area, or people you are talking to, you maintain that level of... Somebody should say, you're, you're very well trained. Who is your parents? But when the first thing come out of your mouth, <laughs> they ask the same question. It's just a different way like... Who is her parent? But when they meet your parents and somebody goes, they know exactly Mm -hmm. why you do what you do. It makes sense. Right. So being a lady is not a pretense. And it also shouldn't be because this is the other part of it. Maturity. Masculine men can manipulate women just like very feminine women can manipulate men. Mm-hmm. Don't use it for manipulation. Mm-hmm. It works in the short term. It burns you in the long run. Right? That's why a man can beat on a woman. These um, bad guys, oh, you know I love you. They know the power of that word after they punch the woman in the face. Mm. 
And the same thing with very hyper feminine women being um, gold diggers toward men. They know the power in their words. They use it to manip manipulation. It's never good. So I would encourage women my age to look up feminine traits um, in comparison to masculine traits and just see if you want to attract the opposite sex. If you don't, <laughs> you know, I'm assuming you do. Um, or if specifically, I have to be a feminine woman because I want to attract a masculine man. So if you want to attract a masculine man, if you want to attract a man that's going to go 50, 50 on the bills with you, you might well keep doing what you do. But if you, you know, if you want a masculine man or a traditional man, then right. I would, I because would. a masculine man can go 50, 50. We're in a generation now where there's a. A lot of millennials, a lot of young men who've been raised by single moms, and they are going to be 50-50 type men. And that is not anything wrong with it, if you're okay with it. Like, there are certain relationships that I saw growing up that worked, that I wouldn't want to be in. The yelling, the screaming, the... But they weren't 50-50. I'm just saying. That was something that worked for them. 50-50 mm. could work for a woman. For some people. You know, if you make $100,000 a year and he make $100,000 a year, to you, 50-50 maybe. Yeah, that's what I don't do. know why. I just don't want that. I just you, do not want that. Because you don't want it. You don't have to want it. <laughs> but if you're okay with it, you're okay with it. That's all I'm saying. If you're okay with it, be okay with it. If you're not okay with it, then you also know what you have to do. Right. You have to be the woman that those kind of men want. Absolutely. Okay, so... The what was that? That was the third. The fourth one. What was the fourth one? You can pause it. I don't know. Oh, it was to be more peaceful and less argumentative. They said if a man is going out and fighting all day at work, which I don't know that these men nowadays are. But if you have a man that's a hard worker, the last thing he wants to do is come home and argue with you. Okay. In that, in that setting, that is true. But let's just be honest. Even if he sat at a desk job. <laughs> Amen. If I'm at work all day and it's peaceful and I come home to you and it's not peaceful, it's even worse. It's even worse. So it doesn't matter. This goes back to a lady. Should Describe always... that. What's, what do you mean by peaceful? Argumentative. See, females have a different way of discussing things with each other than men do. That's why I'll bring it I to you. I noticed that. Because Reality if I'm having shows... a conversation with you that I might feel is not an argument that you might feel is. Okay. So it's the way we talk to each other. Reality shows show how women feel it's okay to converse with each other and it's not and and but women on there and and women off the show will agree that hey sometimes you just have to have a big blowout and then it'd be over <laughs> that's not how men converse that's not how male testosterone testosterone works two bull elephants meet up on a savannah a big blowout means somebody's gonna die <laughs> It's just that simple and plain. That's why male elephants don't usually engage in a full-out war. It's a lot of pushing and shoveling and a poke with the tusk 
and then somebody runs off. It ain't no reason to die. There'll be another season next year. Somebody's going to grow old and die. But if we have to, that's what's going to happen. So when it comes to men, it goes back to simple and plain. Asking questions. You'll get further with that than making a direct statement. It's the way you approach a person. If you make it seem confrontational, like it has to be confrontational. And a lot of it, granted, has to do with your emotions. So if you're about to approach me on something that is not life-threatening, who ate the last cookies? Don't come at me aggressive. It don't matter in a big scheme of things. Well, a lot of women... Well, I won't put it all on. A lot of people aren't mature enough to have their emotions in check to know that before I come to you, I need to go and say in a, a quiet prayer in the pantry. That's why you go back <laughs> to should be healed before you get into a relationship. Because if you're not healed, you're going to do a lot of this stupid stuff in a relationship and make a big scene out of something that's nothing. And like I said before, men are very simple. We go by a simple code. We don't do a lot of talking. Granted, women like to. And there's a balance that needs to be struck. I will admit, men probably should talk a little bit more. Women probably should talk a little bit less. But now that is coded in our DNA. Talk a little less. Talk a little less. Women feel that if they have an opinion on something, a strong opinion on it, they should let it be heard. And sometimes you just don't need to. I don't have to keep talking to you about something where I know you're about to walk run into a brick wall, right? I'll tell you, hey, sweetie, you're driving too fast and at the end of the street is a brick wall. I'm not going to yell at the end of the street. If you I, you ask me, well, how fast should I go? I just think you should take that down to a five mile an hour. And then you rip off, I walk in my house. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And when you hit that brick wall and tear your car up and then come knock on my door and say, what did I do wrong? I'm just going to reiterate what I told you five minutes ago can't keep running into brick walls but we're not about to have a long drawn out conversation on the other hand with somebody who likes to talk you will and it's nothing to talk about makes sense yeah the scripture uh proverbs i think it's 21 verse 19 this is what he quoted Rip. truthfully i gotta read this he you know, said, Proverbs is my favorite book. Proverbs twenty one nineteen. Yeah, go ahead and read it. If, if you'd like. Proverbs Proverbs 21, 19. Mm -hmm. It says, better to dwell in the wilderness than with the quarrelsome and irritable wife. That probably should be the only scripture that's read for brothers. <laughs> and the, for what? And the in talks. For the for marriage the, talk. For the marriage talk? Yeah. Well, about that time, if you're at the altar, it's too late. It, no. You've seen somebody get out their chair? I've never seen anybody out, but I've never seen anybody back away from baptism, and they know they should too. <laughs> Those are just two occasions where people are not going to be 100% honest. 
That's why I suggest it, right? So when you counsel people before they get married, yep, and you know they have a wife that's quarrelsome, yep, or a fiance, yep, then what? I don't give their talk. I don't become part to a train wreck that I already see happening. Truly. Okay. That's truly love, right? Sure. Because then after you've run off the track and you the person comes to you and says, oh, you saw she was quarrelsome. Mm-hmm. And you told me that. And you didn't support it. Why? Because I love you, bruh. Or vice versa. Sister is sustaining some small hits. He like the thumper whenever he get mad. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, he's going to start bopping you with more strength if he's stumping you while you're dating. <laughs> and I won't give them wedding talk. And perhaps things may change. But well, right, let me just tell you in my short experience, mm-hmm. they don't. If you don't fix the problems before you say I do, those problems would just metastasize into the relationship. You have to make a person become accountable before. And that's scriptural. Proverbs said, don't consider a contract after you've signed it. It's too late then. Make the changes and the adjustment and where you want the boundaries of your land to be. Because after you sign the contract and your neighbor has already skimped off 10 feet you get what you get. And that's the same true in relationship. We don't want to be overly demanding. No. But if there is something that is seriously bothering you. When I was 19, I served with a need was great in Mississippi. And this brother was dating his sister. She was very attractive, very shapely. But she had a little problem with spit forming on the bottom of her lip. And she would talk, and then after like 12 words, a little piece would fly. But she was so attractive, he said, I could deal with that. So he married her. Two years later, that spit flying was the crux of their relationship. Irritated him to all get out. And they didn't make it to three. I said. It's stupid, because that's something that you could have. Just knocked out. You knew, yeah, just not dealt with. You knew you didn't like that. Now, if you're the type of guy that just dab her lip, <laughs> just dab her lip, and you're okay with it, then it would have been fine. But he already knew, and he thought that he could love it away. Okay. Or he can't love away or Spit. change people. <laughs> Number five, cooking. A woman that can cook is attractive to a man. Not just a woman who can cook, right? I would be saying that it's equivalent to a, a man who can work on a work on a car, who like to be handy around the house. But he goes under the sink and busts it up, and we end up calling Rotor Rooter anyway. He go under the hood of your car and pull out every. Then he can't do it. Exactly. What are you trying to say? Good cook. Your cooking has to... If you to... can cook, ain't that the same difference? It's not. Are you telling me that everybody's macaroni and cheese is the same? You can't be telling me everybody's no, macaroni and cheese. No, but to me, if I say you, she can cook, that means she's good. Uh, no, uh, you have to be a good cook. And specifically for a wife, we're talking about in this scenario, a good cook where he requests 
some of your dishes. Hey, when you gonna make that lasagna again? And you would say, now this one, mm-hmm. you will say that's gonna influence your decision. It's gonna influence your decision. Just like it would influence your decision every time your car broke down and you're, uh, this guy told me this is going to cost me 120 for the park and 1200 for labor. He go, just bring it over on the weekend. I'll have it done for you by Sunday. And you have no idea what he's under there doing, but the car is cranked. You're right. I would propose. Absolutely you would. Because <laughs> you see, you see the loan, not just the fixing an old busted beat up car. But the fact that when you go to purchase a car, he'd pop the hood and go, oh, you don't want this piece of junk. This ain't had oil in it in two years. Just by looking at it. Okay. There is, there is power behind that. Now, I'm not a mechanic. I've learned over the years and I can look under a hood now and notice a few things. But I still don't fix anything. But I know what a problem is. And I know how much something should cost. And I know how to get around making it extremely expensive. That still is a quality. Mm-hmm. It's still a value. Right? So maybe you don't know how to go in and throw down and cook greens like grandma. But your greens taste just as good. It's not the same. Right. Your your macaroni and cheese don't taste like my mom's, but your macaroni and cheese is good. And your husband can tell, oh, these is Ari's. This is Ari's macaroni and cheese. Oh, you don't like this, bro. Get you some of this. That's what you want your husband to be saying. That's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. But let me tell you something about marriage. Yeah. Marriage is a lot of work. <laughs> it's like going to the gym every day and doing what you're supposed to do. Right. I worked at Progressive for 18 years, and there was this one guy who for 16 of those 18 years I was there, won the most attendance at the gym for 16 years in a row. And he was the biggest guy in the gym, and I don't mean muscular. All he did is come in, swipe in, fold a towel in in his shirt, and then he walk around. I rarely saw him work out. He was at the gym every day. He clocked in every day religiously for 16 <laughs> years and never lost a pound, never gained a muscle. And then when he tell people, he go, I go to the gym every day. And people would say, where? That's what they would ask him. So the same is true with marriage. Because it can be like a gym. Some days you go to the gym, you just don't feel like doing it, right? And it shows. And none of us are perfect. No. (laughs) None of us are perfect. (laughs) There are going days you're going to have your A game. And there are going to be some days you bring your C game. But if you hold yourself accountable to your A game, it's much more powerful than anybody else holding you to it, right? Now, this is where I got lost. I think six. Six might be dressing in bright feminine colors. I think this was just his opinion. Sounds like it. He said, you know, he seeing all the dark 
blacks and grays and dark blues. He said, dress in more pinks and things like that. I get what he's saying. That's a personal thing. What men really want is a woman who dresses like a lady. I don't care if you got on black, blue, or pink. A woman can a, a woman can tell, express who she is by her dress, if you're a lady or not. Mm-hmm. And that's all that really matters. A woman who has a very nice figure don't need to show it off to everybody. But people could tell that you have a nice figure without you telegraphing that you need attention. That's what you don't want to do. And vice versa. A woman who doesn't have a voluptuous body don't mean that she don't got a nice body. Voluptuous don't always relate to nice. Like we, you talked about hair. Nice hair don't always mean curly or long and straight. Everybody has nice hair. You just got to know how to wear it. Right? And that's what you need to learn how to do. There are certain dresses that accentuate certain parts of the body without it being too revealing. And then there's other items that diminish large areas that you want to bring now. But all in all, I promise you this, going back to, I think it was number two, healthy. When you're healthy, when you're physically fit, you could just about wear anything. Right When a man has a nice body coming out in a pair of jogging pants, a white t-shirt, and some tennis shoes may look amazing. And he ain't all dressed up if he has a nice body. Nice thick biceps, a little vein right down the front of his bicep. Not, arms not too big, not too small. That's what it what matters. But dressing in a way that dignifies yourself and dignifies your partner, right? The last thing you will ever want to have to do is say to your partner, hey, where are you going dressed like that? Be respectful to yourself. Be respectful to your partner. The colors. I mean, unless you're talking about somebody who is just emo, I don't I don't think that really matters because certain skin complexions look better with certain colors Mm -hmm. and so you dress according to how you feel i think he might have mentioned something about feminine hairstyles but i really can't remember what was the seventh one it might have been yeah i go watch the video um it might have been you know like the amber rose buzz cuts and stuff but some men i mean she still looks feminine with it because of her face that's not bringing any pictures to my Amber Rose. She's a very light-skinned woman with uh, bald. You probably don't know her, but oh, she was one of those videos. You've seen women, yeah. She was one of those videos. She dated Ice Cube, Ice T. No, she dated Wiz Khalifa and Kanye West. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Um. um again, that doesn't matter to me just as long as you wear a hairstyle that fits your personality and your head. Every woman can't wear a bald head, but there are some women who can pull it off. And every woman can't wear hair down to her bottom. Some people can. Some people can wear the bob. 
Some women can wear the curly. Some women can wear it all. You just have to wear something that looks good. Looks good on you. Okay. That's all that's important. That accentuates accentuates your attractiveness and makes you feel good about yourself, right? Because you can wear a hairstyle that everybody says, oh my goodness, you look amazing, <coughs> and you hate it. You don't wear it just because everybody else thinks it. And, and you're going out thinking you're looking like a clown. So you find that balance. Well, Dad. Yes, love. We're finna hit one hour. All right. And we've reached our seventh trait. Um, I think the biggest main important ones were the first five. Um, the sixth one is kind of... I think the overall point is dress feminine and dress to your body type and what's going to make you feel confident. Um, they had a bonus one, which was, they said, only do this one if you got everything else, because it's not going to help you or hurt you, but uh, it's not going to hurt you. It might help you. Um, that was not having any debt. Because a man, if you're looking for a man that's going to sit down and t- pay your bills and you have $100,000 worth of debt, you know, or $50,000 in credit card debt, they, that, they might not want to deal with that. But if you have everything else, they might rock with it. I don't know, you know. See, that is um, subjective, right? If I meet a woman who has $100,000 in debt and it's all because she went to school and she's working and she don't make any more debt and I make $300,000 a year, that ain't even gonna be a conversation. But if I meet a woman who makes, who's $100,000 in debt and it's from jewelry and it's from bad car decision and it's from um, surgery and it's from this and that and she's still making debt, then that is going to be. And she's got all the seven and you're gonna cut it. I, I didn't say that. It is going to be a point of contention. It's going to subtract. Okay. It's going to subtract because it's like anything else. It's an area of weakness, and you can you can start looking into the future. Like this may not go away. There's a, there's a lack of appreciation for finances, right? It's like if you got into a relationship with a guy who is a hundred pounds overweight when you meet him. It's different if a year ago he was in shape. He broke his leg playing football and all his weight came on after he was taking opioids. Then if you looked from the time he was three years old in every picture he's eating out of a McDonald's bag. <laughs> and now he, you know that it's going to continue. Right. That's the difference. It is a pattern. intelligence, a pattern, respect for your body, a respect for finances, a respect for for relationships, right? If you get into a relationship with somebody and they can tell you how stupid everybody they've dated in the past were, you're going to be the next stupid person in their life. It is a pattern. But if they tell you about the last person they dated and it was just that one, even then, you don't really need to badmouth the last person you was with. But if it's just that person and the other ones, they can see how it was a healthy relationship and this was we were too young and, and they have a soundness of mind but if everybody was an idiot run well thanks for being on my podcast dad absolutely let's do it again um well one day because i'm leaving in two weeks 
Absolutely. We'll continue to do it. And um, I guess that's it. We Hopefully we can get back to the wine socials. Yeah. Because those are real life incidents where you can see how men and women come together. True.